welcome to Fierce Woman Rising, the podcast that ignites your inner fire and introduces you to women who shattered norms, rewritten rules, and embraced financial independence. I'm Claire, accountant, business mentor, coach, and your guide on this transformational journey. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful interviews with women who have embraced a life of purpose and taken control of their destinies. Learn from their stories, empower yourself, and if you feel called, join us in rewriting your own story. Financial independence, joy, and abundance are not just a dream. It is your birthright. Let's rise together with fire and become the next fierce woman rising. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Woman Rising podcast. My name is Claire Markwick, and I am absolutely delighted to have the beautiful Sonia Marie Cock with me today, who is just a breath of fresh air. She absolutely is. If you have listened to any of the other episodes in this podcast, you'll know that we share stories of freedom and fun and abundance and just living a life that we love. And if there is anyone who totally encapsulates that, it is Sonia. So I am so grateful to have her here and I'm so excited to um, share her story and for you to hear her journey from her line in the sand moment to where she is now, which if you can see the vision is in her caravan on the road, traveling with her um, husband. So I am so thrilled to have you here, Sonia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, let's get right into it. I would love for you to share um, so our audience can understand a little bit more about your your background, where you came from, and what led you to the line in the sand moment that caused you to go, you know what, this can't be what life is all about. (laughs) Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. When I get asked that question I think oh my gosh I could write a series about my journey (laughs) if I had been invited or done it or anything I would have to say I went to uni uh, I had three children under the age of three and it was during that time I had struggled at school like I didn't learn to read until I was 15. I felt dumb and stupid in the classroom. And then when I had my own children, I saw them having struggles. And I thought, no, I don't want this to be my children's story. So I actually, as a a 30-year-old, went back to uni. (laughs) Well, back to, I'd never been in uni before. And I thought, you know what, I want to change the trajectory. I don't want my story to be my children's story. So I got really passionate about education and teaching and learning. I was doing family daycare at that time. So I was looking after a lot of teachers' children and they kept saying, you need to go to uni, you need to train to be a teacher, you'd be amazing. And so I remember failing my first academic essay and thinking, I'm just so dumb, so stupid, I can't do this. And it was actually this beautiful journey. I remember Tony Robbins back in the 80s on the Mm -hmm. cassettes. I don't know if you guys ever remember those. (laughs) But I remember listening to him and like that visualisation of standing there on the podium and throwing my hat and getting my degree and everything. So I started doing that. And anyway, sort of fast forward, I actually, you know, graduated with honours and got a scholarship and 
you know, and that was the start of my teaching career. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is just the best thing. Yes. And then 14 years into that journey, um, I suppose, like, it started to wear a bit thin. I started getting exhausted. At that time, my teenagers were my kids were teenagers. And if anyone's got teenagers, I thought they had either gone to, I don't know, another planet and had been replaced with aliens or I'd been <laughs> because we had such an amazing relationship up till then. But if I'm 100% honest now, reflecting back, I was a bit of a... Um, sergeant major sort of you know uh control mum because everything had to be in order I was busy if I didn't have schedules nothing got done so I had really high expectations and I realized during that time that I had an image I felt I had to uphold Mm -hmm. and so you know like I did not want the cracks to show, you know, that maybe things were crumbling. And so there was all this pressure to be that teacher in a small town. You got all your shit together. Yes. (laughs) I to say that. Um, And then really behind closed doors, you know, there's the teenagers, the hormones, and all of a sudden they're not being, you know, doing what you've asked them to do. And it was just like... I I had a breakdown actually, but I call it a breakthrough now. But at the time it was a breakdown. Yeah. And I remember going to a shop because I've always been a person that if I'm going to fix something, there's going to be a book out there that's going to tell me how to fix something. <laughs> and, and so this was my mindset. I'm going to fix the girls. Like it was never about me. How could it possibly be about me? And so I was like, okay. So I got in the car, drove two hours to a bookshop, one of my favourite bookshops, and I walked in and I'm looking around and there was this book and it was called Teenage Princess Bitch Face. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Anyway, I picked it up and I literally said in my head, I said, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I found the book. I'm going to fix the girls. Yeah. And and anyway, at that time, my eyes dropped down to the next row of books and there were all these pretty books. And one said love and another one said compassion. Another one said peace. Another one said fun. And anyway, I picked up this book and I looked at the uh, back of it and it said something like this. It was like, do you feel like a woman that you've got a noose around your neck? Do you feel like a woman that you're whole world's falling apart do you feel like a woman and I just remember standing there and like the tears just start I was in the bookshop the tears just started rolling down my eyes and even now I feel quite emotional and that was like quite a few years ago and it was in that moment for the first time in my whole entire life that I realized it actually wasn't about the girls it was actually about me and my journey and where I was and, oh, my God, that just sent me on a whole, like, rabbit hole. It sent me on a spiritual journey. And so that's when I started looking for something other than education um, because of that system. And I did, like, some people thought maybe I needed to go to a, you know, like, wardy, which was extra special help so for she's people. she's going a bit doolally. <laughs> Sending the white coats. <laughs> <laughs> doctors wanted to put me on medication 
people thought, is she going to start drinking? Is she going to, you know, start using like, but I went on this spiritual journey, but I went on a hike for five days into the wilderness without anyone, just my backpack, these books, because I bought all these books. There was yeah. five of them. If anyone's the princess bitch face one. And it was like, I went into my tent and I'm just crying and for five days I felt like that caterpillar, you know, going in and I was reading these books and I'm crying. The nights and days are passing and I'm like, I remember it must have been about the fourth day I physically remember coming out of that tent and I just felt like a new woman and I called myself Rainbow Happy Blossom. I was like, I started wearing colours and I was bare feet and I was, spiritual and like you know it was just this amazing transformation and I remember the beach and going nudie swimming and dolphins and I'm just like yeah so people thought I needed to go but I was I was on a high on life like I had just had this beautiful awakening anyway I also it was a time that I needed to be there for my girls because one of my girls started self-harming and I wanted to be home with her and she actually was on suicide watch and they were going to put her in hospital. And I said, no, I'm going to give up my teaching. I'm going to be home with my daughter and I'm going to support her the best way that I possibly can. So at that time, I was looking for other ways to do work. And, you know, I had my photography and I did my coaching and we did fly in, fly out. And I just... Yeah, it was like there was something missing. It was like I was on this entrepreneurial journey, but I didn't totally have the freedom. I didn't totally have the money or I didn't totally have like the community that I was after. So I just knew I hadn't quite found it yet. And, you know, a lot of years sort of passed between there and where I am now because my journey with Enagic sort of started two years ago. Mm-hmm. and during the pandemic I feel like for a lot of people and we'd had a business then like a retreat center which we absolutely loved and I thought I was going to die there and that was just going to be our that was home. It, you thing. yeah and I feel like that has been a big lesson like I'm a bit of a universe girl a bit of a god girl and I felt like what are you doing, God? Like, this is the plan. This is where I'm at. And I feel like sometimes we can be so focused on what we think the plan is, Mm -hmm. but we don't see what the bigger picture is. And something that my husband has always wanted to do is to travel around Australia. And we've done it in stints between holidays and work, but his dream was always to travel around with no end date. Um, But we were never in a position to do that because we've either had mortgages or the kids um, or um, work commitments or working or now wasn't the right time. And, you know, we'd had parents that had travelled and then they couldn't because of their health failing and, you know, we'd be on holidays and people would have those holiday blues where they'd just done a stint and then they had to go back to work. And I thought, yeah, I've been there. I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. So it was like, how do we have our cake and eat it too, Claire? Like, Mm -hmm. our cake and eat it too. And so 
we'd had a few not so good financial things like we'd lost our money in super and we'd lost thousands of dollars in crypto and we'd bought some toys and lost money on those and Mm -hmm. yeah we we had to sell the house and start all over again and you know I'm 56 and I'm thinking why haven't I got my shit together yeah like come on like universe (laughs) (laughs) haven't I learned enough haven't you sent me enough shit haven't I haven't I done my haven't I done my time come on (laughs) just when I have really reflected I thought I can see some patterns happening here and it's like, you know, when am I going to be totally aware that this is a pattern and I need to look at this pattern and go, is this pattern really serving me or do I need to change the story or do I need to become a different version in order to do the things that I really love and desire? So it was like I had also grown up with um people sort of saying oh gosh what's Sonia doing now she's done this and she's done that it's like we just can't keep up with you what are you doing now so I used to make that mean not such a nice thing where now it's like yeah what am I doing now it's freaking awesome and exciting like I'm green and growing and I'm going with the times and things like that but it took me a little while to own that because I used to see it as a as a negative thing and it's walking from one thing to the next can't quite make your mind up midlife crisis (laughs) yeah they've all been I resonate with your story so much different yet the same story we tell ourselves the same bullshit in our head yep yeah and I feel like people are watching on the sidelines like is she gonna stick with this Mm -hmm. or is this just another phase or is this another thing and I was just talking to you earlier about you know, I'm having a bit of internet issues at the moment. And I'm a bit, on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm a bit of a tech savvy girl and I love tech. Um, but I feel like the difference for me is that when shit hits the fan, I see it like chocolate sprinkles now and I go, okay, what am I going to do? But I still, it does fluster me at times. And I was saying to Renee in bed last night, I was like, oh. I'm over this. Like, I'm really over this. This is really, really hard. And he goes, well, you can't be over it. This is our A plan. We don't have a B plan. This is our A plan. And I said, yeah, I know, but just let me feel it for at least 10 minutes because I'm actually (laughs) over it right now. And it's interesting that I say that because when I really, truly look and really think about all the jobs I've had like I've been in corporate I've been you know like um I've had my own business I've done coaching I've I've done a little bit of network marketing you know I've I've done a lot of things over my life and when I really look at business models and that I think this really really is a good business model Mm. and know that it's going to give me what I want I know that it's going to take you know anywhere from one to five years to really get that legacy income so I'm definitely in it for the long but it's been a learning curve and some days are hard and anyone watching thinking oh my god she's not really selling the business idea I just want you to know that we get to choose our heart and even though some days are hard I have had the most growth 
and I am living my fully expressed yes life while I'm doing the hard. Now, I've done the hard before and not living my fully expressed yes life. Um, it was like you do the hard now and maybe in 5, 10, 15, 20 years you can live your fully yes expressed life. But I get to do my hard alongside living my fully yes expressed life. Oh, and really so that is huge. That is a huge game changer for me. Yeah. Also, because we've lost all our super, it's gone. We just got an email a week ago to say that bye-bye, it's gone. Oh, my goodness. It was like I could have been really distraught about it, but I'm actually not because that's okay. I can make that again. Because I've got a plan and I've got a business model that's going to help me replace that and more. And do you know so what, that. Do you know what I love? I'm sorry to interject, but something just popped in my head and oh, like I feel I just, I have to share. Because what you've just said then, I I have always been one of those people where if something happens and shit has happened um, to me in my 43 years, you know, like a lot of shit has happened. And in the moment, like I might have my 10 minutes, hour, two days, week, whatever of sulking and sitting in it and doing whatever. Um, but then I'm like, all right, it's all right. Let's get on with it. And let's get on with it. And for a very long time, I almost ridiculed myself for that. I, I did not see that as a positive because I was like, Claire, when are you going to take life seriously? When are you going to realize that you know, you can't just shrug it off, dust yourself off and go off in another direction. That's not that's not what grown ups do. Like you've got to settle down at some point. You've got to accept, you know, and I would tell myself this story that it wasn't OK to just dust myself off and and move forward with something else. And I think the reason I did that was because I had that mindset that I'll find a way, but I didn't have a way. I just had this trust that I'd find it. And now since I found a magic and come into this business exactly like you, I'm like, well, there's my way. Like, there's my way. It's not a freaking get rich quick, is it? It's not sign up and bang, you're, you're earning like $10,000, $20,000 a month, like in your first 90 days. Possible. People have done it. But let's be real. It's not your everyday person that's going to do that, is it? But it's it's there. It's proven. It's you stick at it it's going to come. And I just, I love what you just shared then. Like you could be feeling really down and, oh my God, life is over. What are we going to do? Our soup is gone. But you're like, no, that's all right. I've got a solution. I'm feeling a bit low right now, but we'll get through this. I'll pop out the other side and it's okay. I love that. Thank yeah, you. I just had to interject. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's cool. It's the same with the crypto. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, I invested, I think it was like 30 grand or something. And it was our hard-earned money. It was our nest egg. And when we found out just probably a month ago that there's no way we're going to get that back either, I'm like, oh, are you for real? Like, oh, yep. God, you know. One of those um, emails too. <laughs> and then it was like we upgraded our car for the caravan because the car that we had just wasn't quite you know, cutting the mustard. Yep. And so we had to sell the car really quickly and, like, we'd only had it for 12 months. 
and we literally lost 10 grand on it. And I'm I'm saying to Renee, I said, like, we've lost 10 grand here, we've lost all our super, we've lost, you know, um, and you hear people say, oh, no, you need to invest your money in super or invest your money here or invest your money there or doing affiliate marketing, it's too risky. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got a whole handful of examples that show you that there's no guarantees, absolutely yep. no guarantees. And um, I was saying to Renee as well, like, we have the amazing conversations with sort of travelling all the time. I so can imagine. <laughs> and it's like, do you know, even like because we're with Anagic and with our K8 that we have in the caravan, we replace everything. So we've not bought shampoo, conditioner, laundry detergent, dishwashing liquid, um, sanitizer, cleaning products, anything mm -hmm. for two years and I'm a bit of a environmental girl like reducing single-use plastic so I'm like can you imagine how much impact just we are making just because of not doing that and yeah. I even added it up you'll be proud of me Claire because I know that you're into numbers I, I actually added <laughs> I actually added it up. So we're saving probably about, I don't know, $150 a month because we're not buying all these other products that we used yeah. to buy. And, I mean, over a year, like you're looking at probably $1,800 and I'm thinking about, you know, so even if you didn't make this a business, like within three years you've pretty much paid for, you know, for anyway. Yeah. And yeah. then if you do turn it into a business, it's like, and I'm thinking it just makes so much sense. Like, it why does. why am I not talking about this more? Like, I, I should be caring about this more. I know, right? I was literally um, telling my mum last night um, on the on the phone. Like, my um, our eldest son is his body is just very very sensitive to anything nasty. So, um, colours, preservatives, sends him off. You know. Um, artificial chemical smells, air freshness, deodorants, shampoo, all that kind of stuff, um, sends him off. His body just does not like it. And um, so now he's, he's getting a teenager and, you know, the the teenage skin. And um, and I was just saying to my mum, I love the fact that I can create a, a natural, it's water, like product for him, the 11.5, the high pH water, high alkaline water that he can use on his face and it absorbs all that oil. And, you know, his skin is so much clearer and he, I don't have to be paying 10, 15 bucks a bottle of chemical shit. <laughs> You know, so I'm saving, I'm saving money there. I'm saving his body from having to deal with the toxins in that product that his body can't deal with. And yeah, and the plastics of the bottle as well. I'm like, how good is that? It's worth it just for that. <laughs> I know, definitely. And I know because I went on a healing journey because I had like, they call it fatty liver disease but it's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and it can be just not because of food but also from toxins so the fumes um you know sprays oils so I had to get rid of all that when we were sort of two years ago anyway I basically healed my liver mm -hmm. and I have all the blood tests everything to prove and my doctor's like I don't know what you've been doing but you need to keep doing it and one of them was that we replaced all our you know got rid of all the plastics and everything and started using it 
When I do do the 11.5 for the washing machine, I will put a little bit of eucalyptus oil in it because, I don't know, it's about the smell. Yes. It's got a bit of smell. And when I am cleaning and sanitising, I have a little bit of, um, I might use a little bit of essential oils like lavender or maybe some tea tree just for the smell. Yeah. Yeah. psychologically yeah I don't know I just need that um but other than that like I'm still saving heaps of money it's good for the planet good for us even our fur baby our dog like you know she's a water snob now as well oh my gosh our dog is too he will literally like he has a big bucket of water that's just out of the tap and we are we're pretty lucky where we live like he has mountain spring water in his bucket out the back anyway you know we're not on town water um but he has he has a special bowl of kangen water like next to the fridge in the house and if that bowl's empty he'll come up to it and he'll be like and then he'll walk to the laundry where he knows our k8 is and he'll just sit there as if he's saying come on i want the good stuff (laughs) and he's a wolfhound he's a big dog and he's always got had achy joints you know after a run and stuff like that and uh, terry and i were talking just the other night it's like we were like is it weird to say that our dog smiles more now he drinks kangen water (laughs) Are we weird? That he really seems so much happier and so much freer moving. I'm like, there you go. The freedom lifestyle can work for dogs as well. I love it. That is so beautiful. I know, um, as I was saying before, you know, about how I get to have the heart and it's only hard because it's new and it's a skill and you know what it's like when you learn new skills, it's, I was saying to my friend Karen, uh, who I'm mentoring at the moment as well, I said it's like, you know, you need to get here and you're here, but it's all the little steps to get there sometimes. And yesterday, if you're into analogies, yesterday we were climbing down a cliff to get to a beach mm-hmm. and I love beaches. And so I would walk over fire to get to the beach, you know, yeah. Um, and so I broke my leg oh, about five months ago. So I'm out of the moon boot and I'm on the way. But coming down the cliff, I had a little bit of a flashback. I feel like there was a bit of post-traumatic stress there, thinking about, oh, my gosh, I don't want to break my leg again. And, you know, I started getting hot and clammy and sweaty and everything. And I was looking at the beach and I could see the cliff. And my beach might be your first 10k or your first 100k or you know going traveling or retiring your uh your partner and bringing them home so this analogy is that was my beach and what I realized was as soon as I focused on my foot and looked at my immediate next step all that anxiety you know sort of calmed down And I feel like our entrepreneurial journey, anything in life that we want to go after, sometimes we're focusing on the beach. Yeah. And we forget to go, okay, the beach is over there, you know, the 100K is over there. Not going anywhere. (laughs) Going anywhere, but you know that's where you're heading. But sometimes I feel that if we focus on the beach, it can be really overwhelming. So for us, legacy income might be really overwhelming, like, you know, one to five years, that's just too much. Yep. But it's like, what is your first immediate step? And so I'm looking at my feet and I'm looking at these rocks and, you know, I've got a dog on a lead and I don't, it's just like, you could just imagine. And, you know, the 
some of the rocks are a bit loose and your your ankle twists and like you want to jump to the next rock but you don't know if it's going to be stable and it was like that it was hard work and I feel like that's what the entrepreneurial journey is about but what happened was as I was walking before I knew it I actually was on the beach mm-hmm. and it was in that moment that I actually had a good look around and I actually saw a new path that was better than the path that I had walked down but from the top looking down we could not see that path and you know it just got me thinking like reflecting and I know Mr. Ishiro talks about just do don't think just do don't um, because as you do the path will reveal itself as long as you know where you're going and then just focus on your immediate next step. So in this space, it might be, well, I don't know how to set up a Facebook group. You know, so that is your immediate next step. Or I I don't know how to do reels. Then that might be your immediate next step. You don't even look at anything else until you've overcome that immediate next step. And so that's something that I've been mentoring with my team and also it was just such a good reminder for me to have that yesterday and see sometimes we have to be on the journey and course correct yeah. as new information becomes available to us. But that will never become available to us if we don't start the first step. Um, and so it was just so powerful for me and I thought, that's a pretty cool analogy. I, I hope I get an opportunity to share that. So thanks, Claire. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the whole world has the opportunity of hearing that now. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? I thought it was good. I thought, wow, that just really made me realise that sometimes we do get overwhelmed, but it's because we only focus on the end result and we're not focusing on the tiny little steps that we need to take in order to get there and if we put our energy and our focus into those steps we will be at the beach sooner and and what I I absolutely love that you shared that because that's something that and and you you probably have as well experience in people that we talk to you know people will will message us they're like okay tell me about this thing that you're doing um affiliate marketing how does it work and you know we we walk them through the process um that that is there laid out for us kind of thing. And a lot of the time um, I get, oh, I don't know if I could do it. You know, I've tried things like this before. And and like you say, it's it's that focusing on that end goal again, isn't it? It's focusing on that beach. It's like, oh my God, like to to have this as a successful business to get to that beach, it's so hard and and it's going to be painful. And what if this and what if that and yada yada. But I love that. Just focus on the first step. What's the first step? Let's 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 watch a video. Let's find out some information. What's the next step? Let's do the yeah. discovery course and learn a bit more. What's the next step? Let's have a conversation with someone. What's the and every single step um, is laid out. It's done, and there is like a whole community of people to support you to take that step as well, isn't there? To like hold your hands and be there in case you fall back and hold that rock in place for you. But you don't yeah. know that. If you just sat in the car park looking down and going, God, I wish I could be on that beach, you've got and to take the step. I love that you said that too because it was like, okay, so I did that once to get to the beach once and then I found an easier path 
Now, if I did it twice, I'd probably find an even better path. Mm -hmm. And then if I did it three times, I'm going to get quicker and better. And the beautiful thing is that when you bring people in, they don't have to start where you started. You get to share the quicker path. And that's what I love about Christy and Clinton, you know, our mentors, uh, because like they've been before us. And so we get to fast track where they were. But we'll also have people that we get to fast track because of our experiences and what we've had. And, you know, even though I'm having some really big issues with my internet and Facebook and ads thing at the moment, I know I'm like journaling every step that I'm taking. I'm documenting the whole journey because I know someone in my team is possibly going to experience what I'm experiencing and I'm going to have, you know, a fast track for them. And you it could is be standing in the car park and go, hey, don't go that way, go down that way. <laughs> go down that way, definitely go down that way. So I feel like anyone wanting to be in this space, they definitely have to have a why. They have to have a beach. They have to have a beach they want to visit. And they also have to be flexible and know that the path they choose may not be the best path. Even though it looks like the path at the time, there may be a better path. And just being flexible in our mindset. And I think the biggest part for me as an educator was learning to be the student. Mm. And that I don't know everything. <laughs> I might like to think I do, but I don't know everything and I need to be a student. And I feel like when we get to be the student, it's like new possibilities uh, come available for us. Yes. Um, so I feel like if you're really rigid and set in your ways and you're not willing to be a student, you're not willing to um, trust yourself and trust in the people that have the results that you desire, then it's going to be even harder for you. You know, it's going to be harder. Absolutely. I think having having Kai home, homeschooling, he, he's a kid who is so smart, um, but if he can't get something straight away, He'll, I noticed he was getting, particularly at school, was getting into the mindset of, like you said at the start, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm dumb, can't do it, like maths in particular, can't, can't do maths kind of thing. And I've had to, we've had to teach him that, you know, you're not supposed to know it straight off the bat. You know, like you, you don't wake up, go to school and expect to know maths, be able to do maths. You go to school to learn maths or you home educate to learn maths or whatever you choose to do. Like the process is learning. You're not supposed to know it from the get-go. And it's the same with this, isn't it? You you don't, any entrepreneur, whether it be in the online space with Anagic who we partner with, whether it be you go and buy a cafe, whether you go and start your own um, accounting business or plumbing business or painting business or whatever it might be, like you don't go into it knowing everything. You might know bits and pieces. Like if you're a painter, you know how to paint a wall, but do you know how to like record your income and expenses? Do you know how to lodge your best? Do you know how to, you know, the process for recruiting an apprentice? And of course you don't. You don't know all that at the beginning you you learn that along the way and I think I, I love that what you shared that story there because like that's another thing that can really um that can really 
be a block for people, kind of. So, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do ads. I don't know how to get out there on my socials. I don't know how to do that. So no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be any good at that. Bullshit, isn't it? It's just another one of those stories that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves nice and firmly safe where we are. <laughs> yeah. I I really love that you shared that. And the other thing that I really, really love is that, you know, often I hear people go, I just don't have time. Mm. And I go, I actually go now, I'm a, I'm a bit of a directive person, a bit of a kick up the ass with love. But it's like, you know, you get to use that as an excuse or you get it to repel you into transformation. You know, it can keep you stagnant. So we get to choose how we say that. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, I say to my peeps, you know, like there's three areas of this business I feel like. I feel like there's the educational, the personal development, the mindset, but you can't say that's the business. That is something that we're on a journey anyway. And some of us, like yourself, have done coaching and, you know, some of us have been on that journey for a while. So maybe we don't need to spend as much time in that area but you can't count that as business because that is totally different. And then you've sort of got the other area where you've got the business. But as you would know, business is like having those conversations, Um, you know, looking at your numbers, uh, looking at marketing, looking at, you know, sales, like that is what business is. Um, But if you're on a health journey as well, then you can't count that as part of your day for being business. So for me, I probably do spend at least an hour a day on business. Mm -hmm. But on education, I probably spend another hour or two on education because that's what I choose, because that's what I value. And yes, it does help me with the business, you know, but I don't count that as the business. And then, you know, other areas, maybe I don't know how to do reels I don't count that as business that's me upskilling my skills so when someone says to me so how much do time do I need to spend on the business and I'll go you'll need to spend at least an hour a day you know in pockets of your time and it does depend whether you want to fast track or not I do this full time now when I first started, I was working three jobs. My husband was working three jobs and we were doing it in pockets of our time. Yeah. But after 12 months, now I do it full time. And maybe I do spend six hours a day in the business because I'm 56 years old. Time is not an issue for me. I've got an abundance of time. Yeah. So why would I not maximize that time to speed up my results? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you have to spend six hours on your business because you're in a different season to me, you know. So if you're time poor, you'll start like I started and just do it in pockets of your time. And so I feel like that's a really big block for someone. And, you know, like I was scrolling on social media anyway. I was binging on Netflix. I was, there were so many times that I was wasting time anyway. Yep. Where now, yep. like, I know there's a lot of educators at the moment about to go into school holidays and they've got like 12 weeks. Now, mind you, they need four weeks to recover from the year. <laughs> but, you know, what are they going to prep for the next year? Yeah. <laughs> they going to do for the next eight weeks like dream of their next summer holidays and and that was me I just think Christmas is coming up 
this is the best time to be learning anything like this. You get to take photos of your holidays and videos, get to read the books, you know, you get, I think it's just the most perfect time like to get into a mentorship <laughs> with oh. you, Claire, and um, do this now because you've got the time now, you make the time now. And just imagine in 2024 how different your year is going to be because you've got, you've got a plan. this this was me it was this time last year it was that like we were just talking about it before we hit record that end of year blues that kind of you know you're starting to think about winding down and and for me last year that was really freaking depressing because it's like oh god like then what am I going to wind back up to like the same old shit you know that's not getting me where we want you know we we want we want our house by the beach you know and and what we were doing was allowing us to live life like we, we it's not like we were destitute we were living a fun life but it wasn't getting us where we wanted it wasn't getting us that extra to help us move to where to 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 what we wanted to be doing and it was this time of year exactly like you just said I was like all right show me the goddamn master show me that webinar just show me now kind of thing and then I had that Christmas period that quiet period because I always um always was quieter in my coaching and training business over this holidays because the boys were home so I'd never really booked stuff in and um that was the time that I had to then like fully research fully like get into the platform that we use our education platform and binge watch and just absorb and then so come sort of end of January February I was like bang I am good to go let's get this rolling rather than doing all that in January February and then before you know it it's freaking Easter and like quarter of the year's gone already you know it's like do it now exactly like you said got the time to absorb and oh, yeah love it I, I- I feel like this is something important too because we put in place a date that we would uh, put Renee's notice in at his work and we put a date in for January. Uh, it was the end of December 2022 and Renee was really nervous because it was like, but what if your business isn't replacing my income? Like I can't leave work like until that. And I said, we're leaving like regardless you know I'm going to work my butt off and work really hard like doing something that's going to help us do that and you know come the day and I hadn't replaced his income but we followed through with it and so we've been traveling full-time over what 30 months now and we've been our needs have been taken care of I've had money come in while I'm sleeping. You know, there's uh, been times it hasn't come in quicker, but then there's been other times that it has. I've travelled to Vegas. I've been to Bali. I've, you know, I've had more travel, more experiences, more joy, more quality time with my husband in this last 12 months than I have. We've been married for 33 years. And it was, it's been the most exciting year yet. Have we reached our income goals yet? No. Are we having a freaking amazing time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes? Yes. But are we having fun along the way? Hell yes. Absolutely. And, and Renee's not working three jobs and he's living his dream. His dream was to travel. And, you know, sometimes we think it's about the money, but, you know, money is good and it allows us to amplify what we're doing. But why we're working towards that 
we still can be living our fully expressed yes life. And I feel this business model allows us to do that. And yes, I feel really good about getting back to Facebook ads now. This this conversation and talking it all through has given you the energy to, to get back on Facebook and be like, come on, we can do this. <laughs> I just love that we get to be real. We get to be totally transparent. And like you said, we, as a sisterhood, as a brotherhood, as a community, regardless if we're linked uh, financially or anything, like, I just love the, um, like, the culture, yeah. the culture of Enagic and the Freedom Era and even our dream team as well. So, yeah, it's as a teacher, I love teaching and I get to transfer all those skills and mentor as well. Sweet. I get to do all my photos, got to take beautiful photos of you and have fun in Surface Paradise yes. at our retreat. And so, oh, yeah, honestly, I'm starting to feel like, um, you know, one of those preachers that's preaching, <laughs> you know, knocking on people's door. You have to join us. We're amazing. You know, yes, that's how exciting it is isn't it I like I I I know there's people in my in my world that have um that have kind of closed the door and got okay you know she's gone off doing one of these scam scheme things yada yada and you know I'm just like whatever okay you do that you you go off and think that um I'll I'll continue on you know and um I just I I love the community I love the like you say the vibe I love the thing I absolutely love the most is the um belief now within myself that everything we could possibly dream of is possible like we've got a way of making it happen um it might not be a way that we can make it happen next week um but we've got a mechanism to make it happen and if we just keep taking that one one step I'm doing little steps on the desk <laughs> we keep taking one step in front of the other and just keep moving um we know that pathway is going to open up like we know we're going to see the way and and that having this having this behind me has given me that conviction and i know there'll be people out there that say yeah well you should have been able to find it within yourself and fair enough maybe but this has been the tool that has given me that conviction that has given me that confidence and i see it in you as well and we 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 i see it in all of us in our community this this gives us the the conviction the the faith the belief the the knowing that we're going to make everything happen yeah definitely and like just speaking to the coach space like I did training for four years in the coaching space and it was full on it was full on and I loved it but I was burnt out I did not have um systems in place or duplications or anything I felt like I was a one-woman show mm -hmm. and I still get to coach in this space yes. because we have a lot of mindsets so now the coaching isn't so much about putting bread and butter on my table or a roof over my head or buying me that house the coaching comes as a result because this business requires you to be able to you know, share your journey and be there for people and hold space for them. And, you know, when they don't have belief in themselves to help breathe belief into them, which is what belief. 
all about mm-hmm. and what mentorship is all about. And it's like, oh, my gosh, and I love photography and I get to take photos and videos and I love going on retreats. Oh, my gosh, I get to go on retreats. <laughs> have to run them now I get to be a participant in them and I was feeling really lonely my kids had left home I didn't want to be that full-time nana that's just like totally devoted for the grandchildren because I had this entrepreneurial fire spirit within my soul as well and I wanted that I felt like it was my time now as well and so I do now get to have my cake and eat it now and Enagic is like my umbrella and then my I have my freedom lifestyle vision my beach we all get to have our beach and I get to build this beautiful personal brand sharing what's on my heart and my truth and taking people on the journey so I don't lead with the products but I talk about them but I don't lead with them Um, and I don't really lead with the business but I do lead with a freedom lifestyle and this is what I love about this business model is that you get to choose whether you want to create a product brand or a business brand or a personal brand like we get to support you wherever you're at you know we have the autonomy and the flexibility to even try a brand and if it doesn't work out then try something something else Try something else because at the end of the day, like, you know, we all sell an ad but people buy us yes. and yeah, and we all resonate with different people. So if you're not out sharing your story where people can relate to you, then, you know, that that's what helps us stand out. That's how we use attraction marketing and I really love that. So I feel like this business is like ticking all my highest values, the environmental tick, the, you know, like the um, the ethical tick, you know, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I could talk for hours. Claire, I think I, I, I want to just how you brought that back to um, how you brought that back to, you know, where you started and you did the nice circle there. I think that is just the perfect place to leave it because I'm the same. I could keep talking, which is why I started a podcast so I can talk to different people about it every week. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I'm going to share, if it's all right with you, all your contact details in the show notes of this episode. So wherever you're listening to this from, um, you can click into the notes section and you can um, follow along Sonia's journey on Facebook or Instagram, which seeming she gets the Facebook working again. Anyone can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, if you have loved, loved this conversation, I am sure um, Sonia will be happy to connect with you as well um, and and share some more, um, share some more insights of her journey. So um, follow, follow along on her socials, follow along on mine. They're in the show notes as well. And um, Sonia, I am going to wish you a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I swear to goodness, I do have the best job in the world. I've said that before, but I love having these conversations with people who are really lit up because they've reached that line in the sand moment and not only have they reached it, but they've acknowledged that this isn't what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. And I don't even think we got to this part um, in Sonia's story, but, you know, imagine being a 
Imagine having the values of like freedom and, and fun and adventure and being a teacher in COVID times. You know, if, if you are an educator, if you were working in that space over the COVID times, it was freaking stressful. I cannot begin to imagine. I know it was stressful enough for me um, as a mum, as a, as a new person getting into the home education space, as a trainer and facilitator. You know, my world was flipped upside down and, and I think it was a, it was a time that all of us were given the opportunity to question, okay, is what I've been doing up to this point, what I want to continue doing? And it was a, while it was a massive big thing for a lot of us, it was a amazing opportunity and amazing stimulus and amazing trigger to consider the fact that there might be other ways of doing things. And um, I, I absolutely love that. I will continue to sing from the rooftops about um, and Nagic as a as a direct sales business, um, the the high ticket commissions that come with a high ticket product are what has really sold it for me. You know, my accountant brain just could not see past the return on investment, could not see past the compensation plan, and whilst you know, it, it's, it's not easy. Like we, ha- it, it is easy, but it's not easy. You know, it's very simple in as much as everything is laid out for us. But like Sonia said, like we, when we step up in the entrepreneurial space, when we say, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to settle. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to be the creator of my dreams. It will bring shit up and we are going to face, have to face demons that we've been able to push down and, and we're going to have tech issues and we're going to have to learn new skills and we're going to have to stretch ourselves. But we know that when we do that, we're becoming in the next version of ourselves. And the more I elevate and the more Sonia elevates and the more everyone I speak to in this community, the more we elevate, the more we are open to receive. And that is what I absolutely love about this space. Okay. I am going to stop talking and sign off and go and enjoy my anniversary dinner. If anything if in this conversation has resonated with you and you want to learn more about what we do, what, how we do it, and, and what exactly is involved, then shoot me a DM or click on the, the message me button in the show notes of this episode, and I will send you through a masterclass that will start to open the door to the possibilities of what this business could look like for you. So just message me, Masterclass Sonia. And I will send that through to you. And if there's someone in your network that you think needs to hear it, then please share, share the love and let's spread this fierce woman rising message to all those who need to hear it. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. I am as always incredibly grateful and I will be back in your ears next week. Until then, bye-bye.